Welcome to this APTA podcast. Welcome to this APTA podcast. My name is Kim Orzinski and I work at APTA as a career advancement specialist. I'm also a PT and work in the outpatient arena on evenings and weekends. The coronavirus pandemic has forced healthcare researchers and providers to act quickly to treat infection and the acute phases of COVID-19. The response, including the response from the physical therapy community, was amazing. But we soon learned that responding to COVID-19 is about more than reducing infection rates and treating the condition at its most severe. I'm talking, of course, about long COVID. We're learning more and more about long COVID to help us provide better care to patients in the future. But meanwhile, we're seeing patients who are in need of treatment today. And it's important that we talk with each other about how we're responding to those immediate needs. To help deepen the conversation, APTA will present a continuing education course on long COVID and the implications for rehab professionals on October 28th and 29th. We're going to be hearing from three PTs with differing backgrounds who have been in the field treating long COVID, as well as gain perspective from the occupational therapy, speech language pathology, and psychology fields. We think it's gonna be a great resource for the profession going forward. You can join us online for the event and the presentation will also be recorded and made available in the APTA Learning Center later this year. If you're interested in joining us live, just visit APTA.org for details. In this podcast, we're going to give you some insight into the upcoming course by talking with three of the five presenters, all part of multidisciplinary teams treating long COVID. Joining me today are three rehab professionals. We have Jennifer Zanni, a physical therapist out of Johns Hopkins University Health System, Rebecca Borsma, a speech-language pathologist from George Washington University Hospital, and Becca Krizyak, an occupational therapist also from George Washington University Hospital. Thanks for joining us. Let's start with the prevalence of long COVID. CDC data collected in June of this year showed that more than 40% of adults in the United States reported having had COVID-19, and nearly one in five of those people are still having symptoms of what we call long COVID. This means that at least one third of American adults are struggling with potentially debilitating symptoms. So if you're a physical therapist or physical therapist assistant, even if you don't work in a designated long COVID clinic like our guests, the chance that you will encounter a patient or client with long COVID is pretty high. Jen, I'll start with you. What are you seeing in your clinic and has the volume surprised you? So we're kind of, we're definitely seeing a variety of patients and it's changed over the course of the pandemic, the types of patients that we're seeing. Um, we do get referrals that are specifically coming from our, our long COVID clinic at, at Johns Hopkins, but we're also seeing other patients who may be coming in for other, other conditions and diagnoses, but on, you know, on examination and interview uh, we're finding that a lot of times symptoms may have started around COVID. So I think we're seeing sort of a variety of patients, you know, that are coming specifically for um, ongoing types of impairments and symptoms after COVID, but also others who maybe aren't part of a long COVID clinic, but have had sort of symptoms that have popped up since their COVID illness. So Jen, are you seeing at this point, like what percentage of your day would you say are you seeing long COVID patients at this point? For me, um, because I am probably the primary physical therapist with the with our long COVID clinic, I am probably seeing a higher percentage than than the majority of our therapists. I would say probably right now, uh, thirty to forty percent of my caseload is post COVID or long COVID. So with these volumes, it's going to be so important for us to learn about the various clinical indicators of long COVID, 
the safety precautions to consider in this population and the optimal intervention strategies to treat them. I know that our upcoming course is going to go into much more detail, but can you touch on some of the symptoms and functional limitations you'll be talking about? I think that, you know, at the start of the pandemic, we anticipated that, um, you know, at the very beginning, we, what we anticipated and what has transpired are two different things. So we sort of really anticipated that we were going to have a large number of patients who would be coming out after being hospitalized or potentially in the ICU. So that we'd have a, you know, cohort of patients who would have sort of a post-intensive care syndrome type of picture with impairments in cognition, physical function, as well as psychological. So our clinic was sort of designed around how are we going to meet these needs? I think over time, so in the beginning, we did see a lot of those patients, and we still do to some extent, but it's really transitioned now to more this sort of long COVID um, picture where patients um, are having symptoms for months, you know, to years following their COVID diagnosis. And that can look very different than the post-intensive care picture because most of these patients may have never been hospitalized. They may never have been that sick with their actual illness, but now they are actually having pretty severe ongoing symptoms. So probably in the long COVID types of symptoms that we're seeing, the biggest thing I think that people are dealing with is fatigue. Um, is probably the number one complaint. Um, we're also seeing aspects of autonomic nervous system dysfunction. Uh, so, you know, POTS are variations of any type of dysautonomia and just various complaints that range, you know, I'd say the, probably the top ones we see, you know, fatigue's number one, but I would say headache, shortness of breath, pain, um, especially chest pain, and just, you know, physical impairment related to not only fatigue, but the inability to do the same amount of activity that they did before without worsening or new onset of, of new symptoms. Thanks, Jen. You touched on the multi-system characteristics of long COVID, and I think that's a crucial concept for providers to understand. That's one of the reasons I'm so excited about this course. It's going to be focusing on teamwork. Rebecca, I know this will be covered in depth during your presentation, but can you give us a sneak peek into what she'll be sharing from your vantage point as a speech language pathologist in terms of what you're seeing in the clinic right now? How is your multidisciplinary team working together to manage these patients? Yeah, so I'll definitely be sharing about all the aspects of long COVID that speech pathologists help to manage. Um, what's the most interesting about this, and Jennifer touched on this too, is that from a population standpoint and from a clinical standpoint, who we expected to be seen and what we expected to be treating is completely different than what's really happening. We expected primarily to be treating voice and swallowing disorders post-hospitalizations, but this really hasn't been the case at all. We're primarily treating cognitive deficits, um, and most of our patients are actually young to middle-aged, highly educated women. So, of course, there are exceptions to that, but that's generally the demographic and clinical makeup. Of our team of PTs, OTs, and SLPs, we round almost monthly on difficult cases just to support each other and collaborate. Patients are almost always coming in to see more than um, one discipline. And because it's so novel and often kind of a difficult population to treat, we're very intentional about just communicating with each other. Awesome. I can't wait to hear more in the course. Now I want to shift to barriers to treatment, a topic that was part of a recent HHS report. Becca, you work on the GW multidisciplinary team as an occupational therapist. 
Again, the upcoming course will take a deeper dive into this issue, but can you give us a sense of what kind of barriers to treatment or management of this condition you're seeing in your work? A lot of these patients have many appointments. You know, they're seeing a lot of specialists and then we're adding therapy into it. And therapy is now OT, PT, speech. And we're also talking to them about planning, pacing and prioritizing. And that can be a really challenging aspect of it is just figuring out how to fit therapy into their life and how to help manage all of their appointments. Um, on top of that, many of them are young. Uh, their parents are caregivers. They're highly educated. They have very demanding jobs. Many of them had a very busy social life or high physical activity prior to their COVID onset. Um, they didn't have the best sleep hygiene or they didn't have the best water intake already. They were already working themselves thin. Um, so trying to teach them that new normal of changing how they look at things is very challenging. And then the other aspect, uh, we are very lucky that we have the multidisciplinary aspect here, but many clinics, you may not be in constant communication with the speech therapist they're seeing or with the occupational therapist they're seeing or their psychiatrist, primary care, their other doctors that they're seeing. So having that ability to communicate interdisciplinarily is extremely important and a barrier that we all had to address and, and figure out. Thanks for sharing that, Becca. The course is also gonna include some background from, as you mentioned, people who don't have multidisciplinary access in their clinics. So I think that's also a helpful thing that this course is gonna provide. I'm really looking forward to it. And I urge listeners to put the presentation on their calendars to view live on October 28th and 29th. We hope to see you there. You can find more APTA podcasts like this one on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.